0: Welcome to the E Elaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Have you ever wondered why some leaders seem to thrive and seem so fulfilled in their roles? while others are stressed out with migraines, always angry and frustrated, and many get ill. Well, in this episode of Elaborate Topics Podcast, we will discuss what to do to avoid getting sick, frustrated, and overworked as a leader. Welcome to Elaborate Topics Podcast. I am your host, Lona Small. Elaborate Topic Podcast is a weekly podcast where myself and my co-host, Taiwana Wilson, Stephanie Whitehead, and other guests bring you topics to help you to excel both inside and outside the lab. And today I'm a sol- your solo host. And a little bit about me. I'm Lona Small. I'm a quality and process improvement consultant. I'm an executive coach and trainer at Lab OPEX Training and Consulting, where I coach lab executives and leaders to find business and holistic solutions to their leadership and team challenges in order to operate at their highest levels as lab operational excellence leaders. And I'm so excited about today's episode. So what about some leaders who thrive and who are fulfilled in their roles while others are stressed out with the migraines, with the frustration, being burnt out, um, always angry. How does that happen? I used to associate having leadership roles with stress, overwork, frustration, and the illnesses because those were the examples that I saw for many years. So it was kind of conflicting for me wanting to be a high-performing leader and seeing those role models. And I remember doing some training in high performance and the program that I did was so eye-opening for me. What I realized that in order to be a high performer, it means not just focusing on what you're doing on your job, but mostly what you're doing for your body, for your mind, and so many other areas of your life. And that's what we're going to talk about today because it's not talked about by many people. Many times when you go into training about leadership, it's everything else than a holistic approach. And from that program that I did 15 years ago, I've dedicated myself to learning and applying high performance and holistic growth. I'm really excited to say that I now coach lab leaders and executives to utilize these methods that I've continued to master over the years to be the best I help them really to be the best at what they do as high performance leaders, and I call them the lab operational excellence leaders. And I know that there are a lot of people still thinking that if you study more, work harder, get more degrees, they will be the top leaders and executives But as I learned from the work with top high-performance coaches, I now understand that putting down your head and working harder would not help you to be a great leader. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about 10 traits of a high-performance leader. And so get your pen and your paper out and start writing. I know it's 10 traits, so it's a lot, but it's a lot of great information. And it's so important for us to really change our thinking that in order to be successful as a leader, it means that you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to work harder. And you're going to sacrifice your health. So let's start. The first trait of a high-performing leader is to have a clear vision. And having a clear vision, I know we talk a lot about that in many of our um, episodes, having a clear vision. As a matter of fact, I did an episode on um, setting a clear vision as a leader. And I think that was um, episode 63 in the first, um, I think that was episode 63. And I'll put it in the show notes. But it's, it's so important to have a very clear vision. Know where you want to go. It's so important to know where you're, you're, you're trying to go, know where you want to go, know where your team want to go and find ways to figure out those next steps. And that's kind of one of the first thing I do with my coaching clients because if you don't know where you want to go, there's you can't help yourself and no one can help you. As I coach, I cannot help anyone that I coach if they don't know where they're trying to go. And I cannot set that vision for anyone. I can't decide for someone where they should go. That's something that you should know where you want to go. And I can use the tools that I have to help you to figure that out. So the first thing to do is have a clear vision. Know where you want to go. Know where you want your team to go. Then you can find ways to figure out next steps. So don't be overwhelmed with what everyone else is doing and where everyone else is going. Don't be overwhelmed with everyone else's to do list. Just be clear about where you want to go. When you do that, you can set those intentions. You will know to expect the best from your team and expect the best for outcomes having those vision is like looking at the outcomes and expecting the best outcomes you don't set a vision for a bad outcome and that's why it's important to have a clear vision and set the vision for a very great outcome and having that energy of a very Great outcome, expecting the best for your team, and having clear vision in terms of outcome. The next trait of a high-performing leader is knowing. Know your unique strengths. And it's important to even know that you have unique strengths. And many times, knowing your unique strengths Take some time for you to sit down and figure it out. and in my group coaching, I have a group coaching called next Level Careers. And what I do, I help my clients figure out their core role and in doing so it's gonna it's important for them to understand their unique strengths find those answer within you. What are your strengths? Of course, there's a lot in figuring out their strengths. Some of them are innate strengths. Some of these are strengths that you have developed. Some of these are strengths that you're really good at, but it's so important for you to find your unique strength and focus on your zone of genius. And that means the things that you do well. Focus on the things that you do well if you really want to be a high performing leader and delegate other tasks. And that's all I'll talk about in terms of knowing your unique strengths. The third trait of a high performing leader is to be aware of your current challenges. And you know where you're trying to go, but you know what? It's a plus when you know where the landmines are you may not know all of the landmines but try to be aware of some of the challenges or roadblocks that could get in the way and so when you're aware of these challenges it helps you when you're making a plan to get to where you're trying to go so obstacles you can get out of the way if you can you could get some of those out of the way and obstacles that you can't get out of the way could be obstacles that you try to avoid and some of the things that you'd even want to improve so being aware of your current challenges is so important and just to know that you may not know everything but the ones that you're you know that's there it's so important to be aware of that having that clear vision, knowing your zone of genius, what is it that you're really good at and being aware of your current challenges are going to be really, really important when it comes to your performance as a as a leader. The fourth thing is take a holistic approach to success. And that's what we spoke about initially because there's not one way to do it. When you take a holistic approach, and I'm talking about looking at areas of social, your social life. Social could be socially at work. How do you interact with people at work? Socially could be, do I have a life outside of work? looking at your spiritual life. And some people may say, how is that important to my leadership growth? But looking at your spiritual life is really going to be important in terms of building and grounding you so that when you are at work, the certain things that probably would tick you off may not tick you off because you're more grounded. You may be taking care of things like... um, prayer or if you don't pray meditation or quiet time but connecting to who you are and being grounded taking care of your physical aspect of yourself is so important being healthy um showing up with stamina do um exercising taking care of your physical. Um, self, emotional, financial. And you may be like, what does that have to do? Financially, there's different ways in which that can affect you as a leader. One, if you are in a job that's not being paid and you feel as if there's a disconnect with your compensation and what, how you have to perform, it could affect the way you perform. But you could also be in a job that you're being paid well and you have challenges managing your funds or there's some other ways in which your funds are being drained. So when there's a lot of distraction outside of work that's not being managed, that will creep into work. So having a holistic approach to your success is going to be important success socially spiritually physically emotionally financially taking care of your health your mental fortitude in terms of what are you doing in terms of your um, mindset meditation taking care of your body your sleep routine all of these have a very, very, very important role in you being a high-performing leader. And I can't stress number four enough because many times we only focus on one area, the intellect. Let's look at the academic aspect of it. And We don't understand why we are being burnt out because we haven't been taken care of for physical health or mental health or emotional health. Or we may wonder why is it that things tick us off so easily because we are not grounded. So this I can't focus on this enough. That having a holistic approach is going to be so important, and it's a big subject on its own. But I just just want you to know that that's a very important trait of a high-performing leader. Number five, understanding productivity. And I know a lot of people think that productivity means working hard, doing as much work as possible, making your, I mean, your plate is just like overflowing. You can't manage. I mean, and that's a lot of people think that's productivity. If you want to have high productivity, that in itself is a whole subject and training on its own. And I remember my first cohort of Next Level Career Coaching Group. These are lab leaders. And one thing that they said to me after the program is, we need support. I, you know, I was willing to support them even after the program. One of the things that they said they needed support in was how can I manage my time? And I did a couple of sessions on productivity. And so a lot of people misunderstand what productivity is. I have a few pointers I'm going to give you on productivity. One, prioritizing tasks. Focusing on the important task, the task that's gonna make have an impact and make a difference. So those are the things that comes first. Prioritize those tasks. Focus on one. And I know a lot of us who are high performance men, um, some. You know, we say that being high-performing means that I'm doing a lot, I'm juggling a lot. but focusing on one is a very effective productivity hack, where even if you have five things to do for the day, which I would discourage, but it could be five things that may not be major tasks, make sure there's one major task that you're focusing on. Once you're done, then you move to the next. If you have five equally impactful tasks, you still focus on one. Complete one, move to the other. Complete that, move to the next. Many times if you're trying to multitask, which a lot of us pride ourselves with, you're multitasking and you're doing a little of this, a little of that, a little of this, a little of that, by the end of the day, you still just did a little of everything and you haven't completed any. Whereas if you're focusing on one, complete, move to the next, complete, move to the next, at the end of the day, you probably would guarantee completing those. So there's this book called, um, Now It's Slipping Me, The One Thing. And that has a lot to do with being effectively, how to be productive, in a, how to be effective when it comes to productivity. And focusing on one is so important starting your big task first, putting your meetings for later after your task, putting emails for lead, later. Those are some examples, but productivity is a big topic and I'm going to do a program on that. But, and I probably do a podcast on that. Taking breaks and taking rest in between is so important. So understanding productivity is really a great trait of a high performing leader. Number six, expect to fail. Expect to fail see failure as a learning. See failure as learning. Failure as learning and growth and be kind to yourself if you fail and be kind to others on your team, your pairs, if they fail. So failure is an opportunity to learn from mistakes. So think the best of others. It's so important to focus on thinking the best, planning for the best, having positive outcomes, positive ideas. That's such a big, big thing when it comes to doing well, because many times when you have negative thoughts, that could pull you down and cause you to be very negative and more destructive. So think the best of others. So empathize, empathize, understand where they are in their journey, and remember that you were there at some point. So if others are failing on things that you have actually be able to, at some point you failed at, remember that you failed at. Now you're doing much better. So empathize with others, and all. So be kind to yourself. Number seven, celebrate the wins. So yes, you're gonna fail some, but you're gonna win some, and you're probably gonna win a lot because if you follow a lot of these techniques or even understand these traits, you're gonna have some wins. So celebrate the wins, celebrate wins for yourself, celebrate wins for others practice gratitude. Be excited even when the wins are small. Be grateful. And if you notice, there's this um, thread throughout this episode, and it's all about being positive, being excited, setting positive intention. That makes such a big difference to how you feel, your health, your mindset, your attitude as a leader. So, Celebrate wins for yourself, for others. Practice gratitude even when it's small wins and create a fun environment for you and for your team. Number eight, learn new things. Learn new things inside your industry, inside the lab and outside the industry. Think about self and professional development through training, through coaching. I learned about high performance through going through a coaching program and that was just the beginning. Once I started learning about high performance, I started continuing to learn and grow. So, Get involved in self and professional development through training and find a coach have new and different experiences and it doesn't have to be professional experiences. Experiences socially, experiences through vacation, through travel and also go to conferences. Continue to learn and grow. Open yourself to new ideas Um, Be open to constructive criticism and new ways of doing things. So learning new things is a real great trait for high-performing leaders. Number nine, give and get support. So don't be afraid to receive help. Don't be afraid to delegate to your team. Don't be afraid to have team support. And at the same time, whenever there's an opportunity to support and help each other, anyone else, take that opportunity to support. So network with other leaders, support other leaders, get involved in a company accountability groups with other leaders, get involved in leadership community. The Lab OPEX leaders community is gonna do another launch. So think about community with high performing leaders where you can learn from, give support and get support and find accountability. Number 10 share knowledge and build authority in your field so you be a role model now if you've spent the time over the years to build your credibility if you've mastered certain things as a high performance leader if you've learned a few things and even at every stage you can share so share your knowledge, no matter what stage you are, because there's always someone else that can learn from you and build authority in your field. Be that role model, encourage and build up your team, train within the lab and outside the lab. You can get um, involved in like nursing skills days, training all the healthcare workers, go to conferences and build authority in your team. So those were 10. Those were a lot. Um, 10 traits of a high-performing leader. Um, Having a clear vision, number one. number two, know your unique strength. Number three, be aware of your current challenges. Number four, Take a holistic approach to success. Number five, understand productivity. Number six, expect to fail. Number seven, celebrate wins. Number eight, learn new things. Number nine, give and get support. And number 10, share knowledge and build authority in your field. And I know um, it's a lot, and a lot of people probably made the mistake to believe that if they're not, if they don't have all of this right, if they haven't mastered all these traits, and maybe in a short time as a leader, if you're a new leader, and you're like, I wanna get it right, and some a lot of people make the mistake that they think that they have to master all of this maybe in a short time. And if they're not doing that, they're failing as, as a leader. And what that does, it can create frustration, and it could cause a leader to push themselves even harder and think that okay, I have to work harder. I have to get a. I have to really get a grasp and of all this and I have to be this perfect leader. So I'm working harder to master all this. But what that does is that it means less stress. It means that you're going to exclude your social activities. It could mean um, ignoring your self-care and your health. And you find yourself, if you if anyone who try to do this and think that you have to master all of this in a short time, would find yourself in this loop of stress, burnout, and even want to quit. So we find that there's leaders who are quitting because they feel burnout. So that's kind of a mistake that some leaders would make to think that they have to master all of this. So what I'd recommend, I'm going to give you one thing to do as a first step. I always do that with my coaching clients, like what's the first thing that you can do as a first step? And so the first thing that I'd ask you to do is to have clarity around your vision, the vision that you have for yourself as a leader. That's the first thing that I'd ask you to do. Who is the person that you would like to be? And write that down. So you want to have a vision for yourself, for your team at work. You want to have a vision for your social, your spiritual, your physical, your emotional, your financial health certain health routines and so just write down, maybe you could just do a table and you have your social, your spiritual, your physical, emotional, financial, your health and write that vision for yourself. Who is that person that I'd want to be? What's the leader that I'd want to be and have that clear vision? So that's your first step. After that, then you can start looking at possible challenges that you'd want to avoid or you would need to avoid in order to accomplish those. And make sure that those, that vision is exciting, positive. And it's so important to have positive and exciting goals and have positive and exciting intention, have positive and exciting approach to your work. So having that clear vision and then knowing the challenges, then that's when you can start looking at steps. And that's really the framework that I use when I'm coaching. I wanna make sure that my clients are clear about their vision before we can start looking at steps. So I really enjoyed sharing these with you. I'm hoping that you'll find some time, write notes while I'm speaking. You may be getting ideas for your own leadership journey. Um, write some notes first. Like I said, the first thing is going to have to have a clear vision and then start working on that. And if you have questions, then you can send these out. So I'm I really enjoyed sharing with you on Elaborate Topics Podcast and thank you so much for listening and you can listen to this and other episodes of Elaborate Topics Podcast on directimpactbroadcasting.com or any of your favorite podcast platform and I'm happy to say that we are also on LabVine. So, you can register to be a member for LabVine if you're not already, labvine.com. And, you know, it's free membership and you have access to a myriad of resources. Many of them are free, but they're all lab resources. And you can have access to Elaborate Topics podcasts. And you can also join our um, Facebook and LinkedIn in group for Elaborate Topics Podcast. Send us any questions, listen to this episode, and you can actually put a video testimonial for this episode or any episode that you think that has impacted you. You know, if you don't want to go on video, you can write to us once you get on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Send us a message. We're really looking forward to hearing from you. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you can submit a request to be a guest on the show and contact me if you have any questions specifically for this topic. You can contact me on LinkedIn, send me a message, and we can help you with more information on high performance and being a high performance leader so thank you until you hear another episode we are so excited and so we'll talk to you for the next episode thank you for tuning in to another episode of elaborate topics where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.